You're listening to the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast, the show that guides you on your holistic lifestyle journey to a healthy body, mind, and soul aligned with nature. Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about one of the things that every human needs and needs every day and needs a lot and that is sleep. So how can you get a good night's sleep? I like to teach people how to get a good night's sleep naturally, safely, and for free or at least inexpensively because nobody has a lot of money to spend on sleep and nobody wants to spend a lot of time on, you know, making it work when really these things can work very quickly. I actually had a lot of help, a lot of good luck with these tips that I'm about to share with you because I I have actually got a sleep disorder. It's a circadian rhythm disorder and what it does is prevents me from being able to go to sleep early and get up early. So I have struggled with this my whole life and this is why I've been so um, you know, always trying to find ways to sleep and I don't like taking sleep aids and if you're listening to this episode, you're probably a fan of this podcast. If not, if this is your first time, I like to talk about holistic, um, you know, holistic wellness practices, things that are good for your body, mind, and soul, things that are natural. So there's many factors that contribute to getting a good night's sleep. And it is not necessary to do all of these things that I'm going to share with you, but the more that you do, the better your sleep will be. So I was able to control my sleep disorder using these tips. Not every single one of these every single night, but the more that I used, the more often, the better. And I've noticed that. So if I can use most of these tips most of the time, then my sleep is amazing. I, I was actually able to wake up at normal times of the day, morning, without being groggy. And I've been able to fall asleep somewhat normal times. Although in the summer, I'm too busy um, doing things that I don't get to bed that early. But if you're somebody that is just trying to get regular sleep on you know regular hours, then these tips should work for you. So why do we even need adequate sleep in the first place? Sleep is vital to our health and happiness. Um, generally, the younger you are, the more sleep you need. Babies need most, mo- you know, more sleep than anybody, of course, because their bodies are still building. Sleep is when we do most of our healing, rejuvenation, and this is when mental processing takes place. Adults need between seven to nine hours a night on average. Everybody is different, of course. You, If you have set work hours and kids to raise, it's not likely that you will be able to adjust your sleep schedule, but you can take steps to increase your chances of getting quality sleep. So I have 20 tips for you. So get out a notepad and pencil, pen, whatever, and get ready to learn some tricks. Some of these tips are gonna be like new to you and I hope that's the case because you've probably tried a lot of things. If you're anything like me, you've probably tried tons of pills and 
whatever to work and if it hasn't worked then you're probably really frustrated so hopefully at least a couple of these 20 tips I'm about to share with you are going to help so let's get right into it without any further ado the first tip is to make your bedroom your sanctuary so declutter your bedroom so that you feel calm when you're entering set up a small area to write in a journal to meditate or any other relaxing activity. I have a few Himalayan salt lamps in my bedroom, Himalayan salt night lights. I have a couple of those in a few rooms of my house and I have a tapestry of a forest scene to gaze at while I meditate. And I have that little corner set up in my room and it's just, you know, the second I walk in there, I feel relaxed and I feel calm and I know that I'm about to go to bed so my body gets the signal. So to do whatever you have to do to make your bedroom your sanctuary is important. The second one is to keep your room dark. Your body is designed to sleep when it's dark. So like I said, I do have this circadian rhythm disorder where my body prefers to sleep really late and then get up really late. So I have some experience sleeping in the daylight, but I will say that I get better sleep when I'm able to sleep when it's dark, even though it goes against my what my body really wants. Um, it's it, That's a whole separate subject, so don't let this stuff that I'm saying about my disorder distract you from, you know, un understanding these tips and, and pro making these work in your life. So since your body is probably designed to sleep when it's dark, meaning that you probably don't have this disorder and chances are you should be able to, even if you do, even if you do have this disorder too, um, you should be able to manage it with these tips. And um, I've always had my room dark everywhere I've lived. Um, I've always used room darkening shades, so use those if you have to. And be aware that any light you see is registering into your eyes. Light from the outside even like a street light should be blocked out. Um, so remove as much artificial light from your sleeping environment as possible and paint your walls a darker color if you can. I have done this in all the bedrooms I've had except for one and that one is the one where I got the worst sleep and that's because you know in apartments you're not allowed to paint and it was a white wall <laughs> so that was absolutely bad for my sleep but everywhere else I've lived, I've been able to paint my walls a dark green or dark blue. And I also have one of those bed tents. These are bed tents for um, college students usually to use in dorm rooms, but I got mine to keep my sleeping area darker. So that thing is amazing if you can get one of those bed tents. <laughs> I don't know if they come in full size or queen size or king size. I know that they come in twin because that's what I have. So. That's a great thing to do, and you can um, control how much light gets into you, you know where you're sleeping. It's like a little cave in there, like a little cocoon. If you can zip it all the way shut if you want. I keep mine open, but I also have no light coming in because I have things on my windows. So like I said, room darkening shades. Here's another tip if you work overnight um, to keep the sunlight out is to put cardboard on your windows and or tin foil, those things both work really good to keep the light completely out. Like even the cracks along the edges you wanna cover up. The next tip that I have for you is to exercise during the day. So most forms of exercise will 
pep you up and give you more energy immediately afterwards. So make sure you exercise well ahead of bedtime. Plan your exercise routine either in the morning or afternoon or at the very least three hours before bedtime. So in the summer, this might be harder to do because it's it doesn't get dark until almost 10 and a lot of people are out out and about doing things late and so if your body's active you're gonna have a harder time falling asleep so try to remember that if you can to do most of your physical activity during the day the next one on my list is to make yourself a bedtime routine I'm really big on bedtime routines for so many reasons the body thrives on routine so allow your body and your mind time to unwind Give yourself at least an hour to shift gears and relax before bed. Create a bedtime routine that involves things that make you feel tired, such as soft music, a warm bath, light reading material, meditation, journaling. There's so many things that you can do. Many people take showers before bed, but showers are more stimulating than baths. So if you are one of those people that likes to take showers before bed, I would advise trying a bath instead and see if that helps you sleep better because sitting in a in warm water for a few minutes can really help your muscles relax and prepare for sleep especially if you're using things in your bath that will help and I'll get to that that's another tip on the list further down so the next one on the list is to turn off electronics at at least one hour before bed so the light that emanates from screens like cell phones can trick your body into thinking that it is daytime. It's best to rest your eyes from bright screens before trying to sleep. So also don't watch TV for the last hour or two before bed because television stimulates the mind too much, which can cause difficulty sleeping. It is good advice to keep the TV out of your bedroom. You might have heard this before. Many experts talk about this. And using a cell phone in bed is also a big no-no, especially if you have if you don't have one of those blue light blocking apps on your phone. So try to cut down on electronics at least one hour before bed. The next one is to leave daytime stress outside of your bedroom. So in order to rest, you'll want to put things aside that keep your mind whirling. Like, write down your to-do list for tomorrow before you start winding down for bed. And that way, you know you have gotten them out of your head so you don't need to even think about them tomorrow. Make sure you've dealt with all of the questions that keep you awake, like what bills need to be paid, what time the doctor appointment is, etc. It really frees you up for sleep. So doing stress-reducing writing and coloring exercises can also help. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do as far as getting rid of your stress before you go to bed. The next one is to try to go to bed at the same time every night and get up at the same time every day. If you get into the habit of going to bed at a particular time, your body will experience or your body will expect to be sleeping. Your body is much more efficient at sleeping and preparing for sleep if you can maintain a schedule. Like I said before, the body thrives on schedules and routines. Um, it's, it's not possible to be perfect at, at this, but a half an hour in either direction won't really matter too much. Um, so 
you might even find that if once you get really good at this, you won't even need an alarm clock anymore. I've, I've gotten to this point and it's, it's really great. I mean, you don't ever have to worry about sleeping in because your body will just naturally wake up when it's used to it. The next one on this list is to keep your bedroom cool. This goes along with keeping your bedroom dark. So sleep quality is improved in a cool sleeping environment. Your body temperature drops around bedtime and is at its lowest during sleep. If the room is too warm, your body won't be able to cool down. It's much easier to sleep when you can curl up surrounded by blankets. So um, go cool enough to be comfortable, but not so cool that like your nose is cold. I've, I've found that between 60 and 65 degrees is the, is the bare minimum. Like that's the lowest I'll go. Um, some people, of course, depending on your body type, you might need it to be a little warmer. So just play around with that and, and see what works for you. As long as you don't have cold nose and cold fingers, then that's a good sweet spot. The next one is to avoid alcohol. This one's probably self-explanatory. Alcohol can help you fall asleep, but sleep quality is significantly compromised. This is because when you have a lot of alcohol in your system, your liver is going into overdrive to detox you. And this happens between 1 and 3 a.m. most of the time, for the, for the most part, that's when your liver is active. And you will find that if you drink alcohol, you might crash really quickly, but then you're gonna wake up around that time when your liver is struggling. And you're also gonna wake up feeling like crap. I mean, there's really nothing good about drinking a lot of alcohol. I mean, there's, there's some studies that say that a little bit is, is good in moderation. Um, but if you're not a drinker, I wouldn't start. If you love to drink, then I would maybe cut down or even just do it earlier in the day and avoid it before bed. The next one on this list is to take magnesium. Magnesium works on the nervous system and helps you reach a state of calm. This is really good for muscle cramps if you have leg cramps in the middle of the night. Um, so magnesium's a really p easy pill to take. It's actually in a lot of multivitamins and I take it separately as well right before bed. So that's, that's an easy fix to see if that works for you. The next one on the list is don't eat right before bed. So your body takes a couple of hours to digest food depending on what you've eaten. It can take up to like four to five hours to digest beef or chicken. And this takes energy. So if your body is digesting food while you are sleeping, it will have less energy to put you into the restorative mode. So like I said, some foods are more difficult to digest than others. So stick to simple dinners and eat them as early as possible. Avoid heavy meats and creamy foods right before bed. If you do find your stomach growling before bed, have something small, something light, like popcorn or maybe some raw almonds. This, this is not the time to eat a heaping scoop of ice cream or, or even fruit that has natural sugar in it. This was something I struggled with for a long time because I used to eat four or five times a day and I would literally eat right before going to bed. And I don't know how, I, I've always weighed less than 120 pounds, but I think that's because 
I have the body type that doesn't gain weight easily, but that might not be you. So that's something you should think about if you want to lose weight, try not eating within three hours before you go to bed. The next tip on this list is to get a white noise machine or a fan. The sound of white noise is amazing at blocking out um, intrusive sounds and putting yourself into a trance-like state. If you've ever listened to a fan or a white noise machine, it kind of relaxes you immediately and it just makes you feel like your mind is calming down. It's a must for me. I cannot, now to, I'm at to the point where I can't sleep unless I have a fan or a white noise machine on. The next one on this list is drink a hot beverage before bed. Warm milk or decaffeinated tea like chamomile, something calming like that, it will work great. Just don't have too much or you will be waking up in a few hours to use the bathroom. This is something I do every night. I drink a cup of tea, herbal tea, um, maybe an hour and a half before bed, just enough so that I have time to go to the bathroom and I'm not going to be waking up to pee. The next one on this list is lavender essential oil. This is really good for relaxing before bed. Uh, lavender is one of the most calming smells and it's something that I actually take with me whenever I'm camping or whenever I'm at a music festival and then I always put the lavender oil on. I rub it on the back of my neck because when I'm laying in my pillow it can kind of transfer a little bit to the pillow and that way I'm, I'm kind of breathing it no matter how I'm laying. I rub it on my hands too and I, I kind of inhale it. You can also take it and put it in a diffuser and that will dispense it into the room. Or I've also heard that you can take a cotton ball and dip some lavender oil on it and lay it next to your pillow somewhere. I've never actually tried that because what I've always done is just put it right on my skin. Lavender is one of the few essential oils that doesn't require a carrier oil. Um, so that's something you can look into if you really like the subject of aromatherapy. The next one on this list is no electronics. So rid your bedroom of any electro electrical items uh, as much as possible or switch them off. This is especially important if to have your cell phone not close to your bed. So charge your cell phone across the room or in another room. I turn mine off completely at night while it's charging and I charge it on the other side of the room. I actually, I've heard this so many times that the EMFs that come off of a charging phone skyrocket and if you're someone that is sensitive to EMFs this is a biggie. This is a big one to give that a try and see if that works for you. The next one on this list is to do some light yoga before bed. There's many light or there's many gentle yoga styles that focus on light stretching and breathing techniques and these only take 10 to 15 minutes and they can be done just before bed. Um, so if, if you're someone that likes yoga, you probably already are aware that there's some good yoga poses that are good for to do right before bed. Um, I, I can't recall the names of them. There's a lot of names for these poses, but I like to do the one where you're, you bend down on your knees and then you bend your body forward and you just lay your arms at your sides. Um, sometimes I put my arms forward and I kind of stretch my hips out from one side to the other. 
any type of stretching that you can do before bed is really good. You'll notice that animals do this as well. Before they lay down, they'll kind of stretch and, and when they get up. So kind of take a cue from animals. They really know how to take care of their bodies before, they're, before and after they're sleeping. The next one on this list is to listen to relaxing music. So this can range from soothing music tracks to the sounds of ocean waves. These sounds have a particularly relaxing effect and will also help you sleep more soundly. Um, I, there's a lot of things you can do to help you listen to music, especially in bed. There's an amazing set of sleep headphones that helps with this. They allow you to lay in bed and plug your device, like your phone or your laptop. I know I just said you're not supposed to use your phone in bed, but if this is something, maybe you can use an MP3 player. I don't think they have quite as much EMF, um, something like that. If this is something that you, the only thing that you can do to sleep, then it's probably worth the, the electronical issues with it. But, but these headphones are amazing because they're soft, so you can lay in any position and it's good for meditation. So these headphones that I have that I'm talking about, they're, they're made for meditation for when you are sitting up, but they also work when you're laying down. So just check out some headphones, like look up sleep headphones. Um, so something like that might work for you. And also, if, if you don't wanna do that in bed, you can listen to relaxing music before you go to bed. Like, just have it playing while you're getting ready for bed, and then you don't have to take it with you to your bed, actually. The next one I have is grounding yourself. So walking on the earth barefoot is called grounding or earthing. When you do this, you are absorbing the negative ions from the earth, which help fight inflammation and pain, as well as helping us sleep better. I did this for a few hours at a hotel that was on a lake, and I got amazing sleep that night even though I've never been able to sleep good in hotels but I have never slept so good in a hotel as when I was grounding myself I stood on the beach for hours before bed and I was actually sleepy at 10 p.m. I was like whoa this never happens to me because of my sleep disorder the earliest I was ever able to fall asleep was maybe 1 a.m. But this time I was tired at 10 and I could have, I could have went to bed then, but I forced myself to stay up because I, I wasn't used to staying up or going to bed early and I didn't want to get on a weird schedule. So I just forced myself to stay up, but I really could have slept earlier. So if you're ever traveling, it's a really good thing for jet lag or even just to get good sleep anyway, to, to ground or earth before you go to bed if you can. The next one I have is watch the sunrise and the sunset. This is probably the most important one on this list because getting sunlight into your eyes as early as possible in the morning, this is what resets your circadian rhythm. And this is probably something that I should have tried doing, although a lot of people with my sleep, my circadian rhythm disorder say that it's never helped them to reset it. However, this is something that you need to keep doing. Like you can't just do it once and then you're gonna go back to your same old rhythm. So um, if, you, if you have a normal sleep rhythm, 
then you probably don't need to worry too much about having it revert back. But if you can watch the sunrise and the sunset as much as possible, that will really be crucial in getting good sleep. So the more you can align your sleep schedule with this rhythm, the better you will sleep. Sunlight early in the day triggers your body to stop making melatonin and to start making cortisol, which is what keeps you alert during the day. By getting outside during these two crucial times, you are aligning your body with the 24-hour cycle of the day. So if you can't get outside a lot, then try to at least get outside during sunrise and sunset. So if you work the night shift, you can get some sunlight as early as possible whenever you wake up, and this will help establish a 24-hour cycle set to the hours that you want to be awake. I worked the night shift for many hours, or many, many years, I should say, so I know what that's like. If you are unable to get outside first thing when you get up, you can use a sun lamp. This has been a great help, and this is one of the things that I started using that really helped to reset my rhythm. So um, these sun lamps also help alleviate seasonal affective disorder, which is when in the winter time, if you don't see the sun enough, you don't get outside enough, you will start to get depressed. And so these lamps are good for that. They're also good for your sleep. So I highly recommend checking out those lamps. There's so many of them in any price point. So whether or not you're on a budget or have a little bit more money to spend, there's options for you. So now we are to the last one on this list and this is to drink tart cherry juice before bed. Tart cherry juice has been proven in studies to help people sleep better. Drinking this actually increases your melatonin production and is also full of antioxidants. I have actually never drank this yet. I have some um, tart cherry juice capsules though, and I did use those a little bit and they did work. Um, I did use, I used them along with some L-theanine supplements, and that's another thing you can try, but I didn't use them for very long because it started to be winter and in the winter I usually sleep a lot better because it gets dark so early so I kind of quit taking the, ter the tart cher cherry pills and I actually couldn't really find the juice it's hard to find unless my grocery store just wasn't carrying it but I you could probably order some online you can get everything online so <laughs> so that is it for the tips that I have for you um, now if you want to apply these tips into your life and you know you think you might need a little more guidance I actually created a printable sleep journal that is designed for this using all of these same tips um, and there's some journal pages and a tracker and things like that so if you're one of those people that needs some sort of a physical um, piece of paper that helps I mean I know it helps me this is why I started making journals and planners and workbooks in the first place because these things work they help people achieve success with things, whatever your goal is. So if you're really serious about getting better sleep, I would recommend downloading that sleep journal. It's only a couple dollars and you can print it as many times as you want. So I will leave a link down in the show notes for you to check that out if you're interested. 
So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it on social media or consider donating. And if you want to keep up with everything I'm doing, you can find all the links at holisticlifestyleguide.com. Thank you again, and I hope you join me for the next episode.